With just over a week to go until testing starts for Formula One, it's definitely now teasing the start of the 2024 season. Welcome back to the Grid Talk podcast. This is episode 365, and if you'd like to see more or hear more from us, then please log on to our social feeds. Give us a follow at Grid Talk UK everywhere you find the at symbol. Today on Grid Talk, we are going to be covering the first half of the uh, the Grid's livery reveals, although we do actually have six liveries to talk about today. I am your host, Tom Horrocks, and I am joined by Grip Strip Pod host, Philip Matthew. Hello. And, and freelance sports broadcaster, Charlie White. Hello, everyone. And before we get into this episode, we just need to thank our sponsor as well for today, Bets Online. Bets Online is your number one source for all your gambling needs. Get the latest odds. Lines and matchup reports from baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favourite casino and card games, right from your phone. Head to the website now, or use your and use your mobile device to sign up to get in on the action. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And where the game's starting today is the McLaren MCL38. Now, we uh, we had a bit of a surprise surprise launch with this one. We weren't expecting it, Charlie, so I'm going to come to you first for this one. The first break cover, it was just a pure livery. It's on last year's car, so we've not actually seen the car yet. Papaya and black, lots of sponsors, lots of carbon. I'm sure we'll cover McLaren more when we've seen more of the actual car. But what's your, what's your thoughts on, on the MCL38? I think it looks like a pumpkin, truthfully. I mean, this is very similar to the uh, the one that I think was Singapore. They had the the black and orange because it was around October. I said it was, or maybe it was November, sorry. I said this, it would have been great if they had ran it in Halloween because it looks like a pumpkin to me. That being said, I'm not a, against the orange and the black. I just miss the blue. I think it needs just a bit more pizzazz, for lack of a better term, right off the top of my head. Just the the... the as we'll get through the whole field, just the carbon fiber is, seems to be a common theme that we'll, we'll be discussing today. And I, I, I love the papaya orange. It just, we need a, a lot more blue than carbon fiber. And I, sorry, no, I say even just like, I'm, I was just scrolling the, uh, the, the pictures here while, while we're doing this. I mean, like it, it's a sharp looking car. They did some really nice photo work with it. The, uh, the bird's eye view, even like the dead set front view looks great. They have the, the, the Google Chrome wheels, like they have, and they have all their, their amazing bands for sponsors like Google and all that. But I think, I think it just needs more blue. It, it's, I do like I, the difference though, this year, I do like their numbers, the silver numbers. I'm just looking at their Orlando's four. I just find that that has a bit of, bit of flash to it. Yeah, nice, nice bit of chrome thrown in as well there. But uh, yeah, yeah I, whether that stands out or not, I'm not entirely sure. It, it, it looks it looks great, and the picture there, how that looks on track, I'm not entirely sure. I agree with you in general with the with delivery. There's no with the way that McLaren currently are. There's not really a bad looking McLaren, I don't think. But my favourite McLaren in recent years was that was that papaya and blue, where it had the the blue checkers at the back of the car right when they went with this kind of concept that still for me is the is the best looking McLaren car in a long time it's going to take some beating uh, we are going to we are going to grade all of our deliveries uh, deliveries wow all of our liveries at the end of this podcast as well but spoiler alert for, for me if it's got a lot of bare carbon it's not scoring very high so i have to kind of stick to my stick to my morals on that one as well despite it being a McLaren there is no such thing as an ugly McLaren very very biased here but but yeah, that's not going to score particularly highly for me. 
So we're going to move on to you now, Phil. And as our resident American, you get the pseudo American team, or are they? There's lots of accusations about them not really even being an American team. But we have the Haas team with us now. Now, MoneyGram have stuck around. That's that's a good thing from what we've seen from the new livery. It was the first the first actual car scene, even though it was through renderings, and it will be on track as we are recording this today. But by the time by the time you hear this podcast then it's likely to have already ran lots of bare carbon everywhere do we expect this this has to be anything but hopeless at the start of the season and and what what do you, what do you think about the uh, the car itself is it is it an upgrade a downgrade who knows it's they already said it's going to be s- slow at the start of the season so at least they're telling us all that they're going to suck um but in terms of the per- the livery itself, I will not minus the fact that it's like eighty over eighty percent black. The prominence of the Haas, the money Graham utilizing of the bodywork to go and show the sponsorships is clean. I will say that very simple and boring and basically meh, you know just like Haas. So it's just, it kind of fits the team itself, delivery, the accents. I mean, there's at least a little bit more thought to it. They go in because now they have the sponsorship. They're actually trying to be a little more creative with the scheme. But I mean, it's going to be a theme, I think, with the ones I have sans, sans the last, well, two out of the three I have that whatever they look like, it doesn't really matter since the only time we're going to see them is when what's-his-face laps them every every 10 laps or whatever he does. So, I mean, it is it is what it is with that. But at least it's clean. I think they added a little silver this year to the, to the mix to add to the red, white, and black. So give them credit for that. But nothing amazing, nothing that we really haven't already seen for the last like eight, nine years or whatever that they've been around. I mean, it's not the it, it, it's not the the horrible one from what was it was it twenty twenty one where it started yeah with, well, with the what well, was with definitely Egghead. definitely yeah. the American flag which was in the wrong order of colors so it was one hundred percent the Russian flag but there we go yeah. at least it's not that car that was was just again looked like a tube of toothpaste and was just a big sellout for not a lot of money. Um, but we will move on to slightly, uh, slightly more positive uh, scenes, which is which is nice for the Williams team, Charlie, to be in a much more positive situation. It looks like they're trying to create a bit of brand consistency with this livery now. It's been a fairly consistent livery from times gone by, where we've we've seen a different, a whole different concept of Williams come out every year, because depending on who they were selling their soul to at the time. But uh, we do seem to have something a, a bit more consistent now. Again, still a lot of bare carbon on it, but some some nice features visually. Uh, there's a nod to the the Frank Williams Racing Team original logo on there as well, which has got a lot of people quite excited. Duracell remain. They've got a new title sponsor. So all looking fairly rosy for Williams. What's what's your thoughts on the car? I actually like it. I like it a lot. The again, we're gonna harp on the the carbon fiber, but I find with. The Williams, the blues and the hues that they have, it actually blends in quite nicely. I don't find it as as jarring as a contrast between bright papaya and black. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, if I were if I were on the design team for it, 
I maybe would, maybe would have tried to push for that golf blue in there, add a bit more of that, kind of give it that accent. But like the Duracell, I, I think that's what, a very clever design. I mean, they had that last year too, but I'm glad they kept that. I did notice this isn't exactly for the topic of the show, but the uh, the front end is uh, last year's was rounded. This one's more flat on the nose. So some design changes there, but no, overall, I think the Williams and, and, the, and the consistency is nice. I mean, we all get excited for new deliveries every year, but there is also something to be said of if something is starting to stick, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And just to harken back to Phil, like the last couple of years, like or last year's Haas, I didn't mind. So this continuation for Haas, I was okay with too, not to go on with them, but just that I like the brand consistency because it's like other, other sports teams, be it football, hockey, baseball, they always have the same thing going forward and and it's the brand. So from a marketing perspective, it definitely helps them and they are getting more sponsors and they're hopefully a good paying job will equal a good performance. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, to be honest, they, I know we're not going to talk about them today because we're not going to see their car until testing, I don't think, but I'm actually a big fan of the Red Bull livery. I know it never changes every year, but I actually really like it as a livery. It's it's a beautiful car, and I I, I don't I, I think I could probably change it a little bit and put little flashes here and there just to just to differentiate the the brand from different different seasons. But I like that consistency branding, and and I'm a big fan of the the Williams as well. I think it's a nice looking car. But if you are enjoying this podcast, we would love it if you could leave us a five star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as well. We'll give you a shout-out if you do that and read out your review. And if you are one of the listeners who are not subscribed to the channel, why not subscribe now and ensure you never miss a show again? Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can subscribe to us on all of the all the different platforms if you want. It's, uh, and just as long as you listen to us, that's great. Don't forget, click the bell so you know that when, when we go live. And, and we've got over 2,000 subscribers on YouTube now. So thank you for all your support. And please consider sharing us with a friend who you think would enjoy what we are doing. So we're moving on now to uh, the second half of our livery reveals then. So I'm going to come to you, Phil, with with the Sauber C44. Now, Sauber is the uh, the chassis name, but is it going to be steak? Is it going to be kick? Is it going to be Sauber? Naming conventions aside, it's actually, I don't know what you think about it. I think it's quite a striking car. It's a big change. It's something a bit different to what we've seen in the past. So I'm not I'm not against this car as well, uh, apart from all of the bare carbon. But what's your thoughts on the uh, on the Stake Sauber C44 Kick F1 Mer car? Yeah, I I was trying to come up with the the interesting name I was going to use for it, but I ran out of time because I have so many choices. I figured during the season, we'll doing our recaps or previews or whatever definitely bring that out but for the i mean both charlie and i agree that it kind of is like the green lantern so so it it's like the new the new version of the green lantern which i mean it fits because it's going to be slow and it's going to be mediocre and it's all a lead into carlos signs probably signing over there for a year so at least for this year for whatever it is they have a, a different color adds a little bit to the grid since everybody is so into using white mono chrome colors and the f1 grid so the fact that we have green is nice 
I, even though green supposedly is bad luck in racing, but I think when you're running as far back as it's going to be most of the year, it doesn't really matter what your luck is at that point. But then they're a gambling, their sponsors a is a casino thing, and then there's crypto, so it's you're gambling with your sponsorship too, so it all kind of fits together. Yeah, the bare carbon and all that aside, you brought it up, Tom, with poker chip accent on the wheel covers because for whatever reason F1 decided we finally have nice looking rims so let's go and cover them up with wheel covers yeah I mean it's fine I don't I don't hate the green but obviously we know that basically the car is mostly bare carbon and it's and we don't know what their actual name is for the next two years until they become Audi so whatever plenty of choices for that and we'll definitely use all of them during this season since there's like 24 races yeah again like with that one i, I lo- like the uh the, the daigle element of the of the color scheme and i will at uh, least stand out even if it is going to be 85 percent bare carbon at least it is going to stand out on the track so that's that's a plus but it's still not going to score highly on my Ratings, but we're going to move on to someone that hope to the, hopefully they're going to be soaring a little bit higher this year than they did last year is the Alpine in the just rolls off the tongue of the A524 typical Alpine, uh, just as kind of confusing with the naming conventions as well. So it's another actual car that we saw as well. They're going to go with, the, with their split livery again. So they've got the, the blue and the pink liveries, but the pink livery is going to be eight races this year as opposed to just the two or three. I can't remember how many exactly it was last year. I think it was just two, actually. So they're going to go with eight races this year. But when the car is almost colourless anyway, is there any point running two liveries, Charlie? Because you can barely even see the pink. Even on the fully pink car, there's hardly any pink actually on it. No, and it just goes back to what we were, you were just saying about how it was identifiable on the track. The pink, when they when they had the predominantly pink one, the liveries, you knew, you knew who you were looking at. If there was no, there was no question about who was where. And when you're watching on the telecast, it makes a big difference. So all these extra colors, I don't really know. They might help. Probably not. Just throwing the pink on there. I think just for the sake of the sponsorship is that being said, I do have it up on my screen. The, the bird's eye view of it, the nose paint job right down, right down to the front wing. I do like that scheme for it. It just, it's it's colorful. It's got some good blues. I think it's a either lighter blue or a white off of where it goes to the uh, the side pods. And then it just ends in black, just carbon fiber. And I really think they missed an opportunity to, to extend that. And that could have made that car absolutely pop. It's, yeah, it, it, it's it's like every, every other livery so far, other than I think Williams, which I think is actually, you know, well, as we get to the ratings, I, I, spoiler alert, I will rate it fairly high. <laughs> but I think I think Alpine really could have done something really nice with this car if they had extended that paint scheme from the nose all the way to the back. And this is just musing the other day. Like, you know, Haas had the American flag, Russian flag, whichever, you know, the controversy was. But you think since Alpine is owned by the French people, you'd think they'd add like a little tricolor on there just to give like, you know, I know it, it, like when you have things like that, I know if it was a can like for Aston Martin, but if it was more of like a Canadian owned thing, there'd be a maple leaf somewhere stitched on it because AO Canada go, but 
I just find it funny. It, it, like that could have even been incorporated into these cars, but no. yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, you think back to the very first Alpine that hit the Formula One tracks a few years back, and and it did have the uh, the red, white, and blue color scheme at the back, and they said that given the the Anglo French like heritage of the team it, it it shows both you know loyalty to both elements and, and that was genuinely the best looking car on the grid and then ever since then every alpine has been a disappointment for me i've not seen an alpine that you know i think well it can't be as bad as last year and then it comes out at its worst and the annoying thing with these cars is you, you look at you look at a car in isolation 10 years ago and you look at a picture of a formula one car from 2024 and you go wow that looks great but then when you realize every other car looks exactly the same and the reason for the color scheme is for weight reasons, it's just it's just frustrating. So, again, that's not going to score highly on my list either because there's not really anything to it apart from the uh, the odd flash of color here and there. But we're going to move on to, I think, uh, I know you, you and me, Charlie, I think this is probably the best looking car in the grid. So, Phil, I'm going to find get your opinion now. The Visa Cash Up RB VCARB01. Even worse than the stake naming rights, but it's basically a Toro Rosso under 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 new under a new name. It's retro, but it's also fresh. Ridiculous naming situation aside, what's your thoughts on this car? Because we both love it. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, the the name is going to be fun to goof on. Also, this year, I think that's going to be more fun during these shows is to see what we call some of these teams than the actual action on the racetrack. This will be one example of it with the V-Carb diet car um, going back to the old Toro Rosso days. And honestly, it I, it's, it pops. That's the thing. Your first thing you want is something that'll pop right to you. It comes off the screen. This one actually comes off the screen. I like the going back to the old school foamish blue and the only real difference from their old Toro Rosso schemes to what they have now is they added that these whatever streak of white and red trim in between, which kind of makes it, it's, it, I'm not real. And then the Hugo, but I mean, it's a combination Hugo boss and then the Orlin, because I guess now Robert Kubica is there because that's probably what it means, but. I mean, in general, they all, all these cars basically look the same in terms of what the, the, the body style is, so to speak, and the wings and all. Um, but in terms of the, what the scheme looks like, the way that it's presented, the clean, how clean it is, the name of the team is god awful, but the car itself looks great. And for Daniel Ricardo's sake, he wants it to be, a good enough car so that he can go and take Sergio Perez's ride in 2025. So we'll see if that actually happens with this particular car. Yeah, I know we're talking about liveries today, but just as a side, I think the I think that the V car will be an incredibly competitive car compared to the uh, the Alpha Taurus of recent times. So that's going to be that's that's good. That's going to be good for Sonoda and Ricardo to really because no one still no one still actually knows how good Sonoda is. So. That's going to be good for him in a in a car that's going to be competing for points every week. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. So that is the six liveries we've seen so far. So I'm going to come back to you now, just one at a time. Then, so Charlie, first, what? How are you going to rate out of ten the McLaren? I don't want to put my 
McLaren bought. I'm going to say five. I think it's fine. It's incredibly adequate. Nice. And yep. if it had a splash of blue, it may have got a six. But like I said at the start, it just needs that extra color. And when we're all done, I'd, uh, if we have time, I'd like to ask a question to the panel too. But we'll get we'll get through the ratings. Sure, first. absolutely. Do that when I when I go and do the social plugs. You can you can ask the question then. Fantastic. Okay, Phil, your rating on the McLaren. I'll go up one point. I'll just say a six. The fact is, they're IndyCar liveries. They came up with three unique liveries. Of course, there's different sponsorship. I mean, David Malukas has NTT data, so they use blue just like what Charlie was looking for. The reality is, for all eight thousand sponsors that Zach Brown has gotten this McLaren team, I think you could have added a touch of colors other than orange and black. And you could have made the reference to the old Marlboro McLarens of yesteryear with a little bit of white since they literally did that with Alexander Rossi's car. Um, This car essentially looks like Pato's in a lot of ways, but I, I do think they could have added a little color to to really like make it pop but you know it's fine it does the job and considering we're going to be looking at it up front a lot this year i guess they don't they don't care as much about the livery as they do about it running up front and so if that's the case then i don't think we'll really and really matters yeah i I agree with you and i I know we're not talking indycar here today but i agree that the alexander rossi car mclaren does look great i would love it if they would do that more from mclaren with papaya and white i think that would look brilliant uh although too much spare carbon so for me it's a two out of ten so mclaren get a score of 13 from the panel for me or with, with, with my damning indictment there of them so we'll move on to the 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 Haas car then charlie so your uh your score for Haas. i would put it a bit above the mclaren just because again i like the consistency that they've had the last couple of years with it but again it's still majorly carbon fiber but the detailing and how they have it actually laid out i think gives it a bit more points so i would actually give it probably i give it a yeah i give it a six again it's just it's not just about the paint on a car and the colors on a car it depends on if it's aesthetically pleasing and for lack of anything else that 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 how the has is scrolled across the side and how they have their their branding done up i think it is i think it is a sharper looking car and it's consistent. Nice. And Phil, your your score for Hasts. I was going to give it, I, I had one number in mind, but Charlie convinced me because he did such a good sell job. And I don't know if you're working for Haas too on top of your actual job, because that's the kind of PR they need. The I'm going to go and say, I'll, I'll, I, I guess I'm being kind these days. Well, that's for now. Once we get to the first first couple of sessions of the season, then I'm probably going to go back to my usual mode. But I'm going to go with a five. It's typical Haas Haas kind of the way that they present outside of a couple of hilarious times. But the the it's I the silver. I think for me, I think it's because they added the silver and the branding is is very good and clean in terms of their two major backers which is gene and MoneyGram. so yep no it's 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 a nice neat and tidy car but too much carbon so i guess two from me so moving on then to the the williams then so charlie your thoughts on the williams give it i give it i don't want to go too high because but i guess what's 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 here i I'd, I'd give it an eight 
and again, you're going to give it a two because of the carbon fiber, but I'll go back to my point in that the blue, how they blended it works well with that car and the Duracell battery. I think it's the other Tom that he thinks it looks kind of silly. I think it's what he said last year, if I remember right. I didn't get a chance to go back to the back catalog, but I don't think he likes that, but I think it's incredibly clever. The only thing that really drops it down for me is again, but too much carbon fiber. And I wish they would have incorporated more of the golf blue because that is such a great color. When McLaren lost golf, I was like, because oh, somebody else gets that great now. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm actually wearing my golf blue yeah. hoodie. So yeah, I get it. I say it's such a good blue. So I, I wish yeah. they had brought that in more. So yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I'd say heat. Okay, so a record score of eight then so far. Phil, any advance on eight? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with seven. I mean, in terms of, I mean, I personally I love blue. So the fact is, they got multiple shades of blue. The addition of the two sponsors that they have now is very cleanly presented that way. I like the golf orange trim accents and the Duracell I it it's one of the only things that really truly stands out on a Formula One car these days is the Duracell battery on the air scoop there very clean and very straightforward I think for the way James Valls is running this team it kind of fits the way he wants the scheme runs the way he wants the team to be now, will we see it because Logan Sargent's putting it in the wall, or are we going to see it because Alex Albon's scoring points with it? Both of those things are entirely possible, but I, I don't, I, I like this one of the three we've had so far the most. Yeah, and, and I'm, a, I'm actually in the same vein. I'm not going to give it a two because it does actually cover quite a lot of the car and it does blend in very nicely. It is still too much, so it still only gets a four for me. But it is double the score of anyone else so far. So, yeah, moving on to the stake car then. So the stakes kick, whatever it's going to be called, Charlie, the the, the Tron car. That's what I'm going to call it, the Tron car. What uh, What's your rating for it? Great one. Actually, Tron is a great reference, and I'm going to stick with that. Move over Green Lantern, the light cycles of the building. And the green is nice, but I again, I'm going to drop that down to a five for McLaren. It's going to be, inc- it's, it's adequate too much carbon fiber but at least the green is clever it's vibrant it's bright it's got nice it, it, it the lines how it's running around the, the the car body the fuselage are tidy it's neat so the, the literally the only thing going for that is green just a, a, an exciting new color yeah that's great okay phil your uh, your advance on on the five the kick stake and beauty car will be a five for me because it's green it is green, and I'd say so. So far, then the the, the Tron car has got uh, got a ten from our panel. Shock horror! I'm going a two because the only thing I like about it is the neon green and the wheels. Everything else is awful. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, that's the only reason it didn't get a zero was because of the was because of the the color and the wheels. So they've been a point each. So moving on then to the Alpine. Then no no uh, prizes to guess how I'm going to be racing this one, but yourself, Charlie. See, this is when this is. I, if I was marketing for Haas earlier, I'm against Alpine, and this, and I'm going to contrast them. Whereas Haas has the most, you know, a large portion of carbon fiber and black, but they have their branding and what paint is on there blended in nicely. Alpine has done the opposite, where it seems very ad hoc. 
and just kind of splattered on. They've got some pink here. They've got some blues there. They have the nose cone, which again, I love the nose cone, but it just, it seemed out of place. The rest of the car is nothing compared to that nose. And it just runs up and it stops. And all of a sudden there's, or if you come the other way, it's there's just carbon fiber and all of a sudden color just down one line. Like it, it it's, yeah, it's, it's in a design choice. I don't really know what they were trying to achieve with it, but in my opinion, it certainly didn't stick because they just abstract. If you were to pick, if you were to pick like our themes for the, the Alpine, I would say abstract. Somebody took their, their easel or their, whatever it is, the thing they put the paint on and they took their brush and went, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. We have a car and that's it. So I would give it, I'm going to, I'm going to go give it a three. Wow. A three. That's yeah. scathing. Absolutely scathing. That is Phil, are you in a better opinion? No, I'm going to give it a two. I, I that, that that's the first time I've, I was sitting here while Charlie was giving his great opinion there. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that is pathetic. You consider that it's the French national team, Renault, all these things. You have all this money. I mean, you have a terrible power unit. At least make a good freaking paint scheme. No. They just basically, I mean, I know your kids are in the back there, Charlie. I know your kids could draw a way better car and also with a lot better, do a better job than whoever the geniuses were that came up with this paint scheme. It is as boring and as as mediocre as they're going to be this year that paint scheme is pretty pathetic and i mean when you have the bwt pink when you have the blue and you have the red white and blue of the french flag and that's what you do it's like almost they were like yeah you know just let's just put it out there it's not like anybody's gonna think about it i'm like yeah you're right most of us aren't going to think about the the Alpine because they're not going to be up front. But, you know, it's still, well, nobody else is going to be up front except one guy. But, you know, at least make it stand out. But no. Yeah. And at least the, their paint scheme does kind of follow the philosophy of Aero as well in that they don't seem to know what they're doing. So, yeah. And there doesn't seem to be any concept behind it. Unlike the other cars where I rated a two because there was elements of the car I like, there's nothing I like about this and they can't even decide what they're doing. So they get a one for me. So a total score of six for Alpine being by far the worst car we've seen so far. Moving on to the V-Carb 01 then, Charlie. I'm hoping something a bit better for this one. Of the ones that we have right now, I, I'm going to go full 10 out of 10. Would would look at again. Like, it's it's a pretty car. They've got great colors. They've got nice layout. It's, ex- you know, it's visibly appealing. There's no clash of colors uh, like the Alpine. It's just a well put together, neat and tidy car that it's, it's refreshing to see. I mean, the only other car that's going to look nearly as vibrant on the track is, I mean, we can't confirm it, but I'm willing to put money on it. And you probably do that at Believe, you know, our sponsor. It would be Ferrari because, you know, it's going to be mostly red. Like the, those are the two cars when you, if you're doing the helicopter shot going down, you can go, there's the visible or whatever their acronym is going to be because you can't pronounce the whole thing in a sports broadcast. It's like, since I got the kids, they, the cloudy with a chance of meatballs. If you ever watched that movie, that his word for his machines like this long as the first of them. Anyway, that's what their car is going to be to me this year. And, but it's a gorgeous car. 
And I wish more people, more teams went with a route like that. Okay, Phil, you can't be better than a 10. So uh, where are you rating it? I'll give it, I'm going to give room for whoever else, of course, is coming out. I mean, we know Merck is going to be all black and how much of that is actually going to be carbons to be determined. But, and Ferrari, yes, they'll have reds. So that'll be nice. I'll give it eight. And, and it's, it's a guy, as I said before, very, I like the way that it just pops off the screen. It looks like a really nice car. I think the only thing that messes up the scheme itself are those accents of white right through the middle of it. But then when you look at it from above, it makes sense. It kind of forms and, and adds symmetry to the car. So they did a good job with it. They did a horrible job with their branding, but whatever. If the car is fast, doesn't really matter how stupid their name is as long as they're running up front, right? So eight for me. Yeah, and I'm going to go for a seven. So still my, by far my best livery, but I just think, you know, it's fine. It's nice. It's uh, it's a very, very low bar they're clearing here. The All the other cars have massively missed the mark. So this one hits the mark spot on. I think it's it's a nice looking car. Yeah, it's it it's. I think the Red Bull, if if the Red Bull has the same amount of paint on it that this one does, it will look like a nicer car. So again, like you, I'd like to leave some room to maneuver. But I I would never give any livery a ten out of ten. I don't think, or very very unlikely. So, but yeah. So for me, that's a, that's a seven out of ten, which means that the V Carb Zero One gets a score of twenty five out of thirty, and it's our favorite livery. So far, there are still four more deliveries to to be announced, and also we haven't actually seen McLaren's car yet, so we've just seen the livery, so we've still got all that to look forward to as well. So don't forget to follow us on Grid Talk UK at the socials, but I'd give our guys a chance to, to plug themselves now, and Charlie, I believe you have a question for us as well. I do, but just as a caveat to the 10 out of 10, that is based off of what we've seen today. Yeah. If, it, if it's the entire grid, I would probably go with, no, I'd probably agree with Phil that it's an eight. But compared to everything else today, as of right now, it's a 10 out of 10. Just as that disclaimer. But the question is, should, I think we've discussed it before, or at least the panel has, should there be a mandate on how much percentage a car is painted? Yes, 100%. And it should I agree. be, I, I think it should be 80% of all aero surfaces must be covered in some kind of paint. Yep. Two colors. If they choose to make it black, that's up to them. But there's no right. performance benefit for that. Yeah. That's my take on it. I, I don't know exactly how that would look in a regulation, but that's what I think definitely needs to be done for the good of the sport. Phil? The fact that we need a regulation to tell people that they need to paint a car means that we've lost the plot anyways. I mean, there's multiple things that make me think about how Formula One has gone off the rails, but this is one of them. I mean, for God knows how many decades we were able to see cars that were fully painted and didn't have all kinds of like goofy appendages and this, that, and the other thing. We've made the cars smaller. We've made the cars way too big. We've made the cars very light. Now we've made them too heavy. They can't come up with a, a concept. And this is now another byproduct of it is because of how goofy all these cars, and they all look the same, basically, all these cars, and then they're going to have most of them all, they're all going to be mostly carbon. Needing a regulation to tell people they need to paint the freaking car means the car is, you've lost the plot with whatever the rules are. 
So yeah, I mean, it, I mean, and adding and having FIA and whatever making regulations, they seem to make it up as they go anyway. So there would be a loophole that all these teams find around said regulation, and they'll come up with some new form of paint that'll make it clear carbon again anyways or some crap. So Carbon the tail paint that burns off once you go over 200 miles an hour or something. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So Charlie then, do you want to just give us a, a plug for, for any, anything if people want to hear more from you? Back catalog of Grid Talk because I went and reviewed that for this show today. Thank Excellent. you, Ruby. And Phil, with Gripship Podcast, tell us about it. Yeah, the GSP we've been on for a good part of the year so far talking about football. Of course, the big NFL game is today. My team is playing in it. No, it's not the one with Taylor Swift's boyfriend in it. It's the other one, the good one. But you can find us at Gripstrip Pod on Twitter. You can find me at Philip G. Matthew and my co-host Josh Huffine at JP Huffine on Twitter. And you, we're on YouTube at Gripstrip Podcast. We're also on philipgmatthew.com where you can get the audio as well. Basically, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can get the Gripstrip Podcast. So we'll be talking about that and we'll be getting more into Formula One, of course, now that the season is picking up. And with the NFL season ending next week is the Daytona 500. So racing season really is starting to build up. So it's nice to have that again. And it was great to be on the grid talk as always. Great work by you, Tom and Aiden in the background. And great to be on with you, Charlie. And yeah, let's keep on going this year. We're going to end up having to have fun as a group because... The racing is definitely not going to be any good. I've got some hope for the season. It can't be as bad as last year. Surely it can't. But yeah, always great to have you on, Phil, and, and yourself, Charlie, as well. Always some great opinions from, from you two. And uh, as I alluded to at the start, it's great to have some different accents on as well. I guess uh, it's, uh, it, it's, yeah, it, it's a bit dull listening to, to the same uh, kind of Midlands and Southern accents all the time for, from the UK. So it's nice to get some people on with different opinions from different sides of the of the planet. So all our race shows do go out live on YouTube straight after the event and our audio version does go out slightly later. So those are available on Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal and Pocket Cast. Just search for Grid Talk for the back catalogue of shows, which Charlie has, has plugged for us already. Uh, we've got previews, reviews, qualifying reactions, and we now have an episode for every day of the year. So there's absolutely plenty to keep you occupied with in the in the pre-season. We also have a Patreon, so if you want to help us continue what we're doing, please consider donating to us as everything does go back into the show to improve your experience. Well, we'll be back soon with the second half of the livery reveals. So thank you very much for listening to the Grid Talk podcast presented by Bet Online. And goodbye.